Anyway, there you go. Which was good, wasn't it? Had been sitting in the cupboard for years, but I thought I'll give it to him, you know, because I'm that sort of generous person. Nice to see you, Anthony. Have you put weight on? I've lost weight. Have you? Are you doing, are you doing the... Oh, really? How is she? She's, Helga. Yeah, she's great. Marvellous woman, isn't she? <laughs> see, see you next you? week. Have a good show. Au revoir. I wonder why all the mics came on all of a sudden. It was like looking at a Christmas tree in here. Actually, I can't wait for Christmas. Talking of Christmas, I can't wait. And the only reason I mentioned Christmas is because yesterday, and it was a repeat, and I get confused with these things because I can't remember half the time, and it was Come Dine With Me on Channel 4, <laughs> and it was the bloke who did Christmas. And then there was the bloke who was the barrister, who had, at one point, he said, oh, I thought my, my, my gold crowns were going to come out. And I looked at his teeth and I thought, it looks like all of your teeth have come out. And he, he had this horrible, f- oh, it was horrid. I wouldn't have eaten in any of their places. The only decent one was the bloke that everybody thought was the gay hairdresser who ran a nightclub, whose house was the sort of house, if, I was, if you're going to have a flash house, that would be the sort of flash house that you would have. Anyway, trust your weekend went well. Oh, I'm suffering. God, I'm suffering today. I might as well suffer on a Monday. Very rarely do I suffer on a Monday. I'm, I'm generally quite sort of perky and upright. But I tell you what, I'm so tired this morning. You know, you just... I can't focus. Although I just said to Anthony, generally speaking, if you're tired, you do a better programme because you're trying twice as hard. I wonder If I try twice as hard, that means it's really good. This morning, coming under the Steve Allen hammer, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, that abomination of a programme last night. Who in their right mind thought Shane Ritchie could ever act? Who? Come on, hands up. Thankfully, uh, Scottish television decided they weren't going to show it. How lucky for you in Scotland, ladies and gentlemen. We had to suffer this piffle of a programme. Every single thing, bless his heart, that he's done has died on its proverbial. When he did Minder, died. Nobody ever believed it because, unfortunately, Shane Ritchie plays Shane Ritchie. That's what he does. He can't play anything else. He ca- he's always doing the Daz doorstep challenge. It doesn't matter where he is, he's doing it. So consequently, that died. In EastEnders, he was Shane Ritchie. He comes out. At- you can't believe he was married to Colleen Nolan, can you? What sort of marriage made in hell was that, for God's sake? Anyway, loads of other things. I did not watch the Yuri Geller programme. I don't need to watch somebody else milking Michael Jackson's uh, estate for as much money as they can get. But they're all out there, including LaToya. LaToya was out there. What she's done now, there's a great piece in The Express today, I don't know if Anthony mentioned it, where she's out shopping on Rodeo Drive. This is a woman who ten years ago was bankrupt. Ten years ago bankrupt. Michael Jackson drops dead through whatever reason. She's got a single coming out next week. She's now shopping in every expensive shop she can find. Uh, And if the paparazzi aren't there... Somebody conveniently phones up and goes, oh, by the way, Latoya's going to be there. Because anything that's got the Jackson name on it, they're milking it. If, if Michael would have been alive by now, small wonder he didn't give them any money. Small wonder he didn't give them any money, because he knew exactly what they were like. They were money-grabbing little parasites, I'm afraid. The whole Jackson family. Now they're talking about a reality show for them. Ten million quid in the offing for the Jackson family. Most of whom haven't got any money. Just They're all doing it. They're all cashing in. And apparently the whole Jackson family going on tour next year, masterminded by the revolting Joe, the father. I'll tell you, Michael Jackson would be turning in his box, ladies and gentlemen, because what they've done is everything that he absolutely hated. And then to watch Yuri Geller talking about... I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I can't talk about it. You think, oh, you... F- God, dear, how many pieces of silver did that take to get that on the television? I'm hoping, as I said last week, that all the money goes to charity. Because I can't believe Yuri Geller seriously needs the money, although you never know with people, do you? 
But I just thought it was, you know, how to sell your friend down the river. Isn't that awful? I'd never do that, no matter what. In fact, I'll tell you what I did do. When Dale brought his book out some years ago, I thought, I've got loads of uh, private photos of us. Loads of private photos. And I gave them to him. I gave them all to him. I said, there you go, you can have them. I just want a percentage of the book rates, you know, otherwise I'm going to the press. <laughs> Don't call your lawyer. Uh, right, so we'll talk about that. Very scary picture on the front of the Express this morning of uh, uh, Michael Jackson's children. The family are selling pictures like there's no tomorrow. Somebody's selling them. The papers wouldn't do these. And one of the kids, this could be Prince Michael, looks a bit like one of those kids out of Village of the Damned. You know the kids who've all got the blonde hair and they start walking through the village and they're all a bit scary. It looks like one of them. Looks like one of them. Uh, I see the moment Amy Winehouse gets divorced from uh, Blake Fielder Civil, he flogs his story to the paper as quick as possible. Isn't it amazing how many people nowadays, all they want to do is sell their story. They're only interested in the 30 pieces of silver. They're only interested in the golden shilling. They're only interested in bending over and taking as much up the rear end as they possibly can cram out of the newspapers. It's like Kerry Katona, you know, third time she's split up from Mark. Will they get back together? To be honest with you, I couldn't give a stuff. I couldn't care less if she locked herself in an Iceland freezer. I really couldn't care. I'm that bored with the whole thing. What with her and Colin... All these people who sell stories about themselves to the papers. They sell stories. I mean, it's hilarious. On the front of the Daily Star, and you take that with a pinch of salt at the moment... Oh, by the way, expect uh, the price of OK to go up shortly. Seeing as Richard uh, Desmond just lost his libel in the, uh, in the High Court. Cost him about £1.25 He's got to retrieve it from somewhere. It'll be the OK readers, I bet you. But, uh, interestingly enough, Jordan, I'll wed my cage fight hunk... This is the story read over the papers over the weekend. The bad news is he still has a girlfriend who wasn't aware that he was hanging around with this aged old hag. No idea at all. But he is. So she thinks I'm going to wed him. She's been, she's been out with him precisely once. I tell you, you don't want to go anywhere near Jordan. She is too revolting for words. Too revolting. I like the courtroom wizard who helped Stephen Gerrard escape a brawl charge is set to receive a quarter of a million pounds. As Carol Malone said yesterday about the Stephen Gerrard case, he's probably very nice and a great ambassador for Liverpool when he's sober. When he's drunk, he's a nasty little piece of work. Uh, Amanda Holden apparently boldly went and told Gordon Brown to dress up as Captain Kirk to win the next election. God... She's even more barking than I thought. Even more barking. And here are all the pictures. Michael Jackson with the children at Neverland, a bizarre family photo album. Where have they come from? Who's selling them for money? It's just too disgusting. Glamour girl, Katie Price. <laughs> Look at the state of it, honestly. It's the kind of thing you'd see advertised on a phone box and you wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. I mean, it just looks so rancid now. She can't help it. It's just that in the, in the glamour girl industry, 31 is geriatric. They're looking at them at 16, 17. I told you the other week, I turn on the... T I'm flipping through. I'm getting up in the morning and I'm having a shave. Catch up on all the news, just see if anybody's died. Hoping, you know, might be somebody major who's dropped dead. Just to liven up the programme to start with. And, and I flick through. And there's a couple of channels where there are girls wearing bikinis. And sometimes they're, they're topless, lying on a settee, mouthing uh, words into a mobile phone. And you can call these old scrubbers and you can apparently have sexy conversation. Oh, they look like your grandmother. They're so ancient, these girls. And they go, hmm, why don't you... And for some reason, they either all bite their nails or they've got this propensity to put their finger in their mouth most of the time. This, they think, is sexy. Let me tell you, girls, for scrubbers, it isn't. OK, for anybody else, if I do it, like, hmm, it's very sexy. 
It's an Austin Powers kind of moan. When you do it, you look like an old brass. Don't do it. It makes you look very... I mean, I hope your parents turn on the television and go, oh, that's our daughter, the... What the hell is she... There was one the other day, and the camera moves up her body, and she's got her top off, and I'm thinking, it is prostitution. It's to get sad, lonely people to phone up and go, hello, do you love me? I really love you. You're so sexy. And you think, oh, God. Do you remember? There was that classic thing a while ago, and it was the, um, the phone lines, which were manned from Liverpool. And people would phone up, and the girls were told, keep them on the line as long as possible. So, in other words, the longer they're on the line, the more money they're raking in off these poor people. The reason people phone these sort of lines is they can't actually go out, because they all look like Quasimodo. So they can't actually go out and talk to it, because people run a mile. So they phone these girls up, and the girls go, mm, you sound very sexy. And they keep them on for ages. And then they exposed it, because they went round and discovered, at the end of the night shift, all the women who were doing it, and there were four of them, were grandmothers. One was 75. 75. She looked like an old hag, and she was going, Mmm, but you're very sexy, aren't you? And that's what they were trained to do. Hattie Jakes used to do it years ago in a lot of films. She had a very, very sexy voice, and then the camera would cut away, and there would be this enormous woman. And it was hilarious. But it's, it's terribly sad to watch it on the television. I think I'll tell her, I don't know about dumbing down. You just need to drag it out of the toilet at the moment. So apart from that, Jordan, I'm going to wedge my cage, cage fighter. You've got uh, Jacko's children, and I don't want to say this, and it grieves me this morning, because I'm feeling in a fairly good mood. Feeling in a fairly good mood. I don't want to see Saint Joanna Lumley on the television again. We know she's done a lot of good work for the Gurkhas, and it's very nice, and it's fantastic, but she's practically deified now. She now goes around the country, she's doing the, you know, the sort of all the, the garlands and all. It's all fantastic, but let's not milk it too much. 7.3. I'm so grateful not many of you decided to watch the Yuri Geller programme. It's just selling somebody down the river. It's absolute Unless you're that desperate, all this garbage, all this crap about, you know, I want to show him, you know, as, as, the pub, as I know, knew him. I'm thinking, that's a private relationship. It's just absolutely true. Of course, it'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? If, it's, if, if Michael Jackson isn't dead and he comes back and turns up and goes, I just wanted to see what would happen. The family will crawl back under their shells immediately. Yuri Geller will be ostracised. It'll be absolutely terrible. They now say that he was trying to buy this place in Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't quite have enough money, so he stashed away 3.3 million. Small wonder the inland revenue over there in America are after 80 million quid. Michael Jackson never paid penny pieces in tax. He earned fortunes, and so consequently, when you die... They want their, their share of it. So what he did, he spirited money. Remember Barmy Latoya? Oh, Michael used to have a million pounds in the house. No, he didn't, you stupid old woman. Of course he didn't, because it wasn't his house. And secondly, the inland revenue had been down in like a ton of bricks. That's why he died broke. He's going to make money now, as I said before. Better dead than alive, because all of a sudden people start buying it. The family can now start, you know, rebuilding their uh, fortunes. But they've got strange pictures of Bill Clinton with Michael Jackson's kids. What the hell he was doing there? I've got no idea. Then they've got pictures of them. They're peculiar. I don't care what anybody says, they're peculiar. They're going to become even more peculiar. They're going to live with Janet. But they say that he was going to go and buy this place in Vegas. Ten acres. Uh, it had a £15 million price tag. It's now down to £9.7 million. But he didn't have £9.7 million. He had £3.3 million. It's like, do you remember ITV a short while ago, changing the subject, they bought Friends Reunited, the website, for £120 million. It was worth that much to ITV. Unfortunately, ITV are now selling Friends Reunited, because they've got no brass. Not surprised, judging by some of the garbage I've watched recently. Can you believe, in the early hours this morning, ITV, the Tour de France, 
A bicycle race, ladies and gentlemen, on the television. Dear God, that's the best they can manage, a bicycle race. Anyway, how much are they going to sell Friends Reunited for? My spies tell me that somebody's in the bidding at the moment. The offer, they paid £120 million. They're selling it for £15 million. You know why? Nobody's bothering with Friends Reunited. The bottom's dropped out of the market. They can't get the advertising. It's like things like Facebook. People are twittering. People will do anything if it's free. They don't do anything that costs them money. And if you can't get advertising, it's, uh, it's dreadful. 84850, uk. Apparently, the women on the television on Sky, there's about 20 tart channels. Well, I was... Do you know, I've only got two on my television. I'm so embarrassed for them that that's the best that they can manage. That's the best that they can do with themselves. They're not intelligent enough to even stack a shelf or get a job working on a till. They have to prostitute themselves. To me- I find it really, so- really sad. Really sad. I mean, I just, I'm just horrified that these sort of things take place on television. The channel I got them on was uh, something called Shine. Shine was the last thing it did, I'm afraid. I don't know what it does the rest of the time. I tell you, it's, it's just awful. Uh, one here that says, Steve, I can't believe... You don't see the greatest actor-stroke-singer of his generation in the same way as his legions of fans. From the awards he never won to the roles he never got, this tour de force will be rewarded at some point for his efforts. My fantasy production company wants the great man to do his version of a musical masterpiece called My Way, How to Destroy Your Own Showbiz Career. Or is Shane Ritchie back at Butlins this summer? I must phone him, I must phone him. The trouble is, Shane's perfectly all right. It's just that he's just a show-off. I can't describe it any other way. As they, as you saw on the television the other week on The One Show, or as one of the reviewers politely put it, the I've Had One Too Many show, uh, there he was, all over, how are you? And touching a hair and roughly going, your roots need doing and doing the whole, sh- the whole Shane, Risen- Shane Ritchie business, which didn't kind of go down particularly well. See, David Beckham's had another confrontation with a fan. He's used the, the f word again. I'm afraid. Not the first time. See, the trouble is, we always knew that there was a butch side to Davy Beckham. And up until now, it's been the tattoos. But unfortunately, I thought, I thought there is no way that David Beckham is ever actually going to be able to lose his temper because he's Davy Boy Beckham. He's David Beckham. He's, he's a nice boy. So he has tattoos, which he thinks makes him look hard. And of course they don't. It just looks like a bit of trailer trash. And then a fan, and a few of them are holding up signs going, you're a fraud, go home, you're just here to take the money. And, of course, we go, yes, of course he is. What do you think he's there for? That's what he's there for. He's there to take as much money as possible. And, uh, and then he loses his temper with the fan. You come down here and say that, he goes. You imagine David Beckett. Well, he, he does it in high voice. You come down here again. And, and people go, oh, go away. And he did it again the other day. Mind you, poor old Vic. Wasn't looking promising, was it, in the papers? It really wasn't looking promising. She has a man come in once a month to spray tan her. So she stands there in paper knickers. Sorry. Oh, I thought I was going to be sick. And uh, she's standing there in paper knickers and he sprays her orange because she doesn't want to look pale and she thinks that looking orange is OK. Well, in all the pictures in the paper today, have said she just looks ridiculous. She's got her hair scraped back with a false piece on the top, which is probably her best look, and she's wearing this little coat, a little sort of dress thing. It's very sweet, with kind of like Ugg boots, and she just looks streaky. There's no other way to describe it. It's not an attractive look. They've got Anna Friel at the Cartier Polo, and she's pale and looks very good. You don't want to look as pale as Helena Bonham Carter, do you? Because she just looks peculiar anyway. It looks like she's got a bird's nest shoved on top of red. But here, unfortunately, is poor old Vicky Beckham. And she just looks... Look, she looks miserable. She can't help it. I mean, she's just got one of those droopy mouths. And the droopy mouth makes her look, look unhappy, I'm afraid, <laughs> all the time. 
Um, another one here. The gorgeous Shane Ritchie was great. Uh, and Trevor says, whatever he does is ace. Or whatever he, whatever it takes was ace. Whatever it... Oh, right, the storyline was true. The gorgeous Shane Ritchie was... This is from a bloke, Trevor, who's quite clearly one of those Nancy boys who obviously fancies... Sh- I don't know why he'd ever fancy Shane Ritchie. In a million years, it has no sex appeal. It really doesn't have any sex appeal whatsoever. I'll tell you what does have sex appeal, though. And apparently, in an effort to try and boost the market, here comes today's... You're not really going to believe this one, are you? Pants that banish cellulite are on sale in John Lewis, and they're banning customers from buying more than five pairs of the knickers after its latest shipment sold out online in 24 hours. There is a three-month wait for the underwear, which claims to reduce fat. It's caused a buying frenzy as word of their return spread. Let me tell you now, you could massage your legs with cream for the rest of your life, and you will never, ever get rid of cellulite. There are no pants that will get rid of cellulite. There are no magic beads. There's no nothing. It's just the ageing process. You can't do anything about it. And the idea that you can put a pair of pants on and they will stop cellulite is, frankly, laughable. It's just ridiculous, OK? Uh, the Jacko programme, says Phil, used footage I saw on a similar show about him a few years ago. I never had Yuri down as that cheap. I was browsing some of those sexy phone shows for a laugh with a friend and found a medieval-themed one. How lovely. One can only hazard a guess at uh, <laughs> the sort of people who peruse these uh, programmes. But, uh, so pants that, uh, that claim... What, what they've got, they've got biocrystals, which are said to heat the skin, stimulate circulation and melt cellulite. I'm telling you, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Dear God in heaven. I know that the beauty industry is worth a small fortune. But I promise you, you know, John Lewis said, our pants have taken the nation by form. By storm, sorry, by form. The idea that they've got crystals in there, and wait a minute, and it melts cellulite, which is excreted by the liver. Oh, for crying out loud. It's just... I must get some for Andrew Pierce. Uh, no, not, I'm not saying anything, but I have seen him in a pair of shorts and there's more than a bit of a dimpling, ladies and gentlemen. More than a dimpling. Everybody gets it. Men get uh, this. There's no pants you can put on that will lose it. It's like there are lots of pictures in the paper today of Twiggy. Twiggy, the airbrushed woman who's currently advertising. Well, it used to be oil of Ule, now it's oil of Ole. I don't know why it checked. Perhaps it went to Spain or something. Ole. And so they bring it back and, it, and they, they try and make... All it is is a cold cream. Okay, that's all it is. No matter what they say, it's got pentapeptides in, and pentapeptides, it's just rubbish. Okay, it's rubbish. You can get very nice quality creams. And listen, I've been using this Boots Melt Away Your Wrinkles since they brought the stuff out. It's made no difference whatsoever. I still look 119, all right? So I use it every morning, and I do the tea, and all the rest of it. But pants that can reduce cellulite, it just really annoys me. Because women are going to be going, I've got cellulite. And it's going to be all the lardies, isn't it? It's going to be the Kerry Katonas who are going to be going out there thinking they can eat a full-cooked breakfast, put on a pair of pants, and they're going to end up with super smooth legs. You think that you're going to look like Twiggy if you use oil of Olay. You're not. They've got a picture of her without any makeup on. Ooh, she's an old woman. And that's what it is. It's makeup. It's clever use of makeup and airbrushing. Even an expert has said this is airbrushing taken to a new extreme which I quite like. Who is the most loved voice in the UK? 
They did a poll the other day. They played lots of people, well, a few people, uh, different voices, and said, uh, whose is the, the best voice? OK, they didn't tell the people who they were, although, to be honest, I would have recognised 90% of them. Number ten, Neris Hughes. Number nine, Robert Powell. Number eight, Anthony Head. Anthony Head's got one of those voices. I probably wouldn't recognise him all the time. Number seven, Rula Lenska. Although I did see her in a... a what was it? To the Manor Born, where she played a French woman, and it was the most awful accent I've ever seen in my life. It was just dreadful. Uh, five, Juliet Stevenson. Four, the beloved Martin Jarvis. Martin Jarvis, who voices all the Just William, and he is, he is the talking book man, let me tell you. Number three, Stephen Fry. So, so. Three, uh, two, Derek Jacobi. And the number one is a lady who has got the best voice in the UK. This was in this survey. They said, which voice do you like out of all of these? Penelope Keith, from To the Manor Born. Of course, before that, she did loads of other things. But lovely, isn't it? So, Penny Keith, well done. She'll be very... Pl- Although, frankly, they never should have done To the Manor Born at Christmas, because it was absolutely dreadful. Because she didn't look as we wanted her to look. I think because it's the ageing process. We would go, oh, she's aged. Like everybody is aged. Weather for today. Cloudy with heavy scattered showers to start. Bright spells, light showers this afternoon. High 22 centigrade, currently 16 degrees. Good news is pollen count is low. Sunset 8.56, dry and clear tonight after a few early evening showers. Sounds quite nice, isn't it? Quite like the idea of a few early... We can certainly do with it. Certainly do with a little bit of uh, rain at the moment. Um, who else? In the- oh, yes, Prince Harry on the back of a Ducati. It's a motorbike. He's cr- clinging on to a man round his waist here. And uh, I would thought a bit dangerous, actually. I'm surprised they're allowed... It's a super, super bike rider. And Petrolhead uh, Harry, it was with uh, Randy Mamela. And they went out there, and uh, he obviously enjoyed himself, which is good. Still bad news on the killer chipmunk front. They're everywhere. I mean, I, I myself was overtaken on the road this morning by six of them driving a car and jeering at me and sort of, boo, chipmunks, I tell you. And they're over here. And The Sun reported the other week that uh, they reckon a few escaped from a British park four years ago. They've never been found, and they could have bred into a horde of several thousand. Well, I tell you, you want to see them drive. They're mad. Dri- they jump traffic lights, do everything. Two of them were doing wheelies on a bicycle. Yeah, like this. Terrible people. The singer was unrecognisable. This is what the paramedics have said. Oh, and by the way, an iced coffee. How much fat has it got in it? The answer is a ton of it. This is LBC 97.9. Do you know, there was a story in the paper the other week, and it was about uh, a young man, I say young man, he could have been anything really, called Jordan. And Jordan had one of these illegal parties. It, it got so out of hand that the police had to bring in helicopters, and it cost a fortune, £10,000 it cost. Jordan... Uh, or as we prefer to call him, that stupid, useless waste of space, then goes on his Facebook going, how cool was that? I cost the police £10,000. My answer is, and I don't know why we faffed around with this for so long, I, don't, I really don't know why, give the bill to his parents. They don't pay, chuck him in prison. You can't look after your children properly, you'll bloody well pay for it. 10000 quid. we might have to sell the car. Sell the car, couldn't care less. Your child caused that problem. You pay for it, OK? He's under the age of, uh, of um, whatever the criminal responsibility kind of thing. He thinks it's all big and clever. You pay for it. All this... It's like there's another story in the paper today. It's another one that's... Ge- this is a thug. His name is Glenn Francis. Uh, he threatened to stab and shoot police during a two-hour standoff, OK? So he's got a standoff. He barricaded himself uh, inside uh, a home. 
And he then screams at them. The first copper in here is getting effing killed, all right? Barry, just remember all of this, because, unfortunately, one of the uh, policemen uh, then uh, tasered him. He's now taking this copper to court for swearing at him, and uh, he's going to the European Court of Human Rights because the comment was upsetting. Do you know, if ever you come round here, you girly boy Glenn Francis, I'll show you what upsetting is. It's just ridiculous. As Simon Reid of the Police Federation says, this is the kind of bureaucratic nonsense the police have to deal with nowadays. I mean, you know, years ago, the police would have gone thwack round the side of your head. <laughs> and that's what you do. You get rid of them. This pathetic little waste of space, a rather stupid little boy, and he's, he's out on the streets. He's out on the streets. He says, it's upsetting to hear somebody saying that. I want to take legal action because they just get a telling off for what they did. You think, you revolting little piece of work and you're effing and blinding at them. Oh, matey, I tell you, you need a cold, hard reality check. Definitely. Aren't these people revolting nowadays? But definitely 10,000 quid, charge the, uh, charge the kids' parents, send them the bill. Everybody very, very happy. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Robert reckons Michael Jaston is the uh, the best voice. I don't think I know Michael Jaston's voice. Michael Jaston's voice. No, doesn't do anything for me. He's an actor, but uh, I'm not really too sure what his voice would uh, would sound like. Don't forget, uh, Nick's still on holiday this week. I reckon he's been Botoxed to the hilt. I reckon he's he's chock a block with so much Botox. Anyway, it's uh, Andrew Pierce again today. I must recommend, I must hang on to that article about the pants that make you lose cellular. Have you ever looked? Come on, honestly. How many of you listening at the moment have ever looked and seen if you've got cellulite? I bet you that they are putting together the breakfast show this morning. And I bet you some of them, well, it depends who is it. Who's, who's doing, is it Chris this morning? Yeah. It's, I, but you have to, I bet blokes never ever check if they've got cellulite. And the only way you can do it is by pulling your trousers. Don't do it in the office, for goodness sake. And then going into the toilet, have a look in the mirror, and seeing if you just turn around and look and see if you've got that dimpling effect. Most people have. I should imagine that the majority, the majority of the people, anybody over the age of, is it Joe? Oh, she'll definitely have it. I mean, everybody's got it. It's just, it's just, you can't do anything about it. It's just, it's the body's way of telling you're getting a bit older. I was a bit horrified to discover this morning that there is somebody in this building, in fact, somebody I was talking to earlier on this morning, who's coming up to the age of 29. I mean, how old is that? 29. I mean, you're borderline looking at cemeteries and picking out a coffin, aren't you, at 29? Ridiculous, ridiculous. But uh, mind you, just before you go, you can go for my Samsung 42-inch plasma television, and then I'll ruin your day by telling you you shouldn't drink coffee frappuccinos at Starbucks or anywhere else. Uh, this is a 42-inch. It is big. I mean, whichever way you look at it, 42 inches is huge. Sleek black design, Samsung, digital built-in, HD ready. That's what you want. Size of the screen doesn't compromise the quality of the image. The picture is fantastic. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 6pm today, please. Text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. So LBC, then your bid in pence, 88821. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So, Michael Jackson was unrecognisable. They thought his body was that of an old man. And the paramedics say it was ten minutes before they recognised him. Same as Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, when the paramedics went round, and you can't shut paramedics up, they thought he was a black guy. Because his body had discoloured so fast. Because, depending on what you put into your body, when you sort of... 
path on, as it were. You're either going to go very blotchy as your blood dries. That's why people get embalmed, because then it takes your blood out and then you sort of have this other sort of colour to contend with. I mean, it doesn't sound very attractive, does it? But that's what happens. You sort of colour up. And, um, and they, they thought Elvis was a black guy. It wasn't until they sort of took him out and they went, no, it's Elvis Presley. Went, really? Lord, doesn't look like him. And Michael Jackson, you can imagine what he must have looked like. You know, whether the wig was still on his head, I don't know. Probably not. They also said that his nose was missing. I mean, all these stories, to be honest with you, I don't really think we should be... T- well, I wish these people had shut up. Do you think people go round... Yes, of course they do, from the newspapers, saying, listen, did you, did you handle Michael Jackson's body? Uh, can you tell us something about it? Was, was he sort of, you know, was he all there? Was he this? Was he that? And you think, oh, it's not very nice, is it? Not very nice. I'm trying to find... There's a story in the paper today of, um... Of a... Of, oh, there's... A, oh, there's two stories. Do you know, we, we've got to bring back short, sharp shock treatment. I don't care what anybody says. There is a yob here who urinated on a war memorial and then attacked a man who tried to stop him. When he turned up in court, seven war veterans confronted him. said, listen, pal, you little scrote. His name is, um, Jack Bailey. Um, we fought for people like you. We gave our lives. This war memorial is here as a memorial to those people who died so that you, you ugly little git, can actually have the opportunity to breathe. He comes from Stockport in Greater Manchester. He said, I was blind drunk and didn't realise what I was doing. Yes, of course you realise what you were doing. I don't care how drunk you are. You always know exactly what you were doing. He says, my family, uh, my great uncle was a prisoner of war. My family are very upset. I mean, absolutely disgusting. He desecrated Blackpool Cenotaph before a remembrance service. He then launched a volley of abuse and then assaulted uh, the town's tourism boss. He was forced to say sorry. I'd have locked him up, I'm afraid. In fact, when he... Apparently the case was adjourned when he was warned he could be locked up when he returns next month. Now, the Sun... Because I always like finding out what, what the Sun say, just in case they take a different tack from me. So he's been found guilty, and they say here that, um... It's, well, actually, that they don't say anything. They don't say anything. Oh, they do, actually. But they, but they talk about Harry Patch. And they say, thank goodness there are millions of decent young people in the country, thousands of them fighting in Afghanistan. I mean, the Queen praised Harry Patch, and then you get this yob who urinates on a war memorial. I mean, it's just, it's too disgusting. I'm afraid I'd have him in the stocks, or strung up at the very least. I've got another one for you. Can't believe today, I mean, it's Monday, I don't know, what's going on today? This is, uh, Catherine Emery. If I tell you she's a fat, overweight, bloated 14-year-old who's drinking 12 cans of lager a day, she's already had an ASBO... She's a nasty, revolting, ugly little piece of work. She is the face of the Jeremy Kyle show. These are the people they put on there, and they swear, and they F, and they blind, uh, but all their mates think they're big and hard because they're on television. Like, as I say, the little boy Jordan, who had his uh, party, and it cost us, that's you and me, 10,000 quid to call out the police helicopter. And this is another one of these little scrotes, Catherine Emery. She's got an ASBO. She's not allowed to booze in public. She does 12 cans of Carlsberg a day. That's why you're fat, love, at 14. That's why, with a bit of luck, you'll have a heart attack soon and you'll be taken out. She gets the money because she's given £5 a day dinner money. And surprisingly, she spends it on booze. Well, I'm looking at the size of this fat oaf, and I'm thinking, so you're eating as well as drinking. And here she is. She's got the big hoop earrings, the hair scraped back, the sort of, I don't know where she gets an outfit like this. She was a, a leader of a girl gang who used to eat regularly in a car park in Weatherby in West Yorkshire. My God, I thought West Yorkshire was quite nice. What a class act you must be, Catherine. Her mother says, of course, ever since her father died, she's taken to drinking. 
Well, loads of people's fathers died. My father died. I didn't take to drinking. It's just, it's just bad parenting. Bad. They say, she can be lovely. I see both sides of her. Really? You surprised me, actually, love. Looking at the size of this poor oaf, I wouldn't surprise you if you could see any side of her at all. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. I do think, actually, it's actually quite a good idea that we, that we do do something with these children. 14 years old and an asbo. Ridiculous. Tricia says, uh, Joanna Lumley has the best voice. And why do Royal Mail think they have the right to go on strike? The rest of the working nation have to put up with pay cuts and pay freezes. God knows. I don't know. I don't know why these people want to do that. Uh, Carol Boyd is a good reader. I have audiobooks. And, uh, and Dee says, I haven't got cellulite. I've got cellular heavy. There's nothing you can do about it, is there? It's just there. I've probably got it as well. I might have a check a little bit later on. But we've, we've probably all got it. I'm certainly not going to John Lewis to buy pants that have got beads in, which tell you how to get... I mean, it's just rubbish. All you, I tell you, you do exactly the same if you put some marbles in a bag, OK? The Steve Allen cheap version. Go get some marbles from a toy shop and just rub the back of your leg. You'll need to do it for quite some time, but eventually you'll notice no difference at all. But at least you've got a game to play with afterwards. Hardly play with your pants, can you? I shouldn't imagine. Uh, more from the papers in a moment. More on uh, Peter Andre and uh, Jordan. Jordan, they've said, is, is going to marry this bloke. As I say, she's known him five seconds. So it's for, uh, usual up to her uh, low standard. It's called Desperate. Oh, lovely. Can't beat water in the morning. Do you know, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, they've had a pet amnesty. Can you hand in your pets? A lot of people have got illegal pets. So far, they've had 15 pythons and seven alligators. Ooh. Wouldn't want to live next door to somebody like that, would you? Wouldn't be very nice. Why, leotards are the next best thing. Oh, God help us. Here we go. All the old bikies on all the old estates. Oh, leo- oh I'll go and get a leotard, then, won't I? And you're going to see them walking down the high street. As somebody said last night, one of the worst fashion items, I'm afraid, of G-strings. It's all right, as long as you don't squat on the floor or bend over. Because then it's a lot easier to go commando. Because, frankly, nobody wants to see grubby, dirty G-strings on fat, overweight old lardies pushing the old prams up and down the high street. I'm afraid wearing a G-string doesn't make you look sexy just makes you look desperate, I'm afraid. And now, if, as they say after last week, leotards are back in, God knows how we're... I mean, they had Katie Price wearing one. That's also known as... You have to say also known as Jordan, in case you don't recognise the foul-mouthed, faded old has-been that is Jordan, who can't write a book or design a piece of jewellery for love nor money. Uh, She's different from the drunken old slob who features on the front of some of the papers propping up bar. That's a different person. Jordan is the drunken old bag, who's the has-been, and Katie Price is the best-selling author and jewellery designer. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Also, uh, Zoe Salmon, apparently, uh, wearing another leotard. Do you remember Zoe Salmon? Can't get arrested for love and money. Hiya! She was the uh, the Blue Peter presenter who decided to quit. Very unwise, dear. And uh, and now she's doing... Well, she's done a reality show, and... um, and that's just about it, I'm afraid. Nothing else. Sorry there. Uh, Pixie Lot also wears these uh, outfits. Beyonce. It's quite nice. Very bootylicious. And Lady Gaga, which is great. Although they have got a picture of Big Daddy and George Galloway, and you're quite right. They don't actually suit them at all. George Galloway just looks like a bit of an oddball, ladies and gentlemen. The Blue Peter Garden. Oh, Nadia Suleiman's going to get her own reality show. Go on. Exactly. You don't know who she is, do you? I'll tell you, she is the woman who... Uh, gave birth to 14 children in America. <coughs> Do you remember? 
She's only 33, and she gave birth to octuplets after undergoing IVF. She's now signed a deal. Each of the children will earn £150 a day. So she's, uh, she's flogging, flogging the kids already. It didn't take long, does it? Amazing, really. I'm, I'm just amazed you're allowed to do things like this. But uh, I suppose they are. Oof. Every time I look at a picture of this ghastly little thug, this uh, knife-wielding thug whose name is uh, Glenn Francis. God, you're an ugly, aren't you, Glenn? Oh, sorry, does that hurt your feelings? Good. These are the headlines. Quarter to six. The Chancellor will urge bank bosses to do more to help small businesses later. Alistair Darling's already expressed concern at how much it costs firms to borrow money. Politicians and athletes will visit the Olympic Stadium site later to mark the three-year countdown to the London Games. Officials say preparations are going well. And postal deliveries in London will continue to be affected by strike action today. It's the second day of a three-day walkout by around 7,000 workers over cuts and changes to working conditions. Check on the state of the roads. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. M25, Hertfordshire. Overturned caravan. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Trust you had a nice weekend. A lot of ladies now writing in, go, well, the name of these pants you can get that get rid of cellulite? There are no pants that get rid of cellulite. It's called marketing. What they do is, they just, they just sort of take you down a road, and people see an answer. I told you the other day, I was watching one of the Info uh, commercials, and it was, it was putting hair back on your head again. It's not, it's pretend hair, and they sort of, they have this shaker thing which they put on, and it just looks, somebody's put some, you know, some shoe polish on your head. It looks rubbish. And yet people, if, if you've lost your hair and it really is a worry to you, then, you know, you just keep your hair cut short. It's much easier. No point in trying to do comb-overs or anything like that. You know, ladies get thinning hair. It's, it, it's just the way things are. If you learn to live with it and you don't worry about it, why should you worry? I remember walking down the stairs at LBC years ago and somebody went, you're losing your hair. And I went, ooh, am I? Because you never really look at the top of your head, do you? But they, they play on people's insecurities, that's why the makeup industry is worth God, billions every year in this country. Billions. I see the adverts on the television thinking, I know people are going to be buying that. Why put false eyelashes on when we've got a bigger brush? You know, we're in the year 2009 and they've only just come up with a bigger brush. And this apparently makes you... And then they put a little disclaimer on the bottom. Uh, this was achieved using another method. And people buy into it. This lipstick stays on for... 20 hours or 18 hours and, and they've got a model who's put this lipstick on and they probably reapply it every time there's another camera shot but people would go out and buy it because they think oh that i'm gonna look like that no you're not and it's always the wrong people who go out and do it it's just it's just appalling really apparently ian lavender won the weakest link classic on friday oh good oh good i'm pleased about that actually i'll tell you what i've done i've actually uh end the other i ended up the other day buying because I started watching, I think on Dave, I think on Dave, about these fishermen that go out into the North Sea and they come from Stranraer or wherever they come from. Anyway, and, uh, and they were going out there. And then I remember another one I'd seen on extreme fishing where they go out to fish for Siberian crabs. There's a joke, but I won't do it. And, uh, and they go out there. And you, how these people survive, I've got no idea. No idea at all. But they go out there. So I bought about six of these, these DVDs. There she is. She's attractive, isn't she? <gasps> Frightening, isn't it? Grief. And then poses with a can of yeah. lager in her hand. My asbo for binge drinking at 14. But the mother must be delighted. All these excuses now. I wouldn't mind, but the council and the police have wasted six months of everybody's time helping her kit, uh, sort of kick the habit. So easy to give her an asbo. And she's in a gang. What is it, these gangs? 
I mean, I was in the Tufty Club. We never called it a gang, though, did we, really? A little bit worrying. Uh, Steve, it's not fair. I'm over 30 stone, but no cellulite. Yeah, right. Over 30 stone. You must have a... St- you must be heading for a heart attack. Over 30 stone, I would think. And that's what most people over 30 stone are heading towards, isn't it? I mean, that's quite big. It says, we don't know what we're doing when we're drunk. Of course you know what you're doing. When you- Everybody knows what they're doing when they're drunk. You do. You just know what you're doing. You know you're not supposed to be doing it. That's why. That's why. <laughs> That's why you missed your stop the other day on the train. Yes, but I wasn't drunk. I was tired, because I've been up since two in the morning. Two in the morning I've been up since. You know, if you've been up since two in the morning like me, you'd be fairly tired as well. Um, trying to find another... Oh, there's more on Kerry Katona, because apparently, you know... The husband's walked out, so she shed, shed about 17 stones. So that's good, isn't it? Finally got rid of him. But, of course, no doubt. Also, then, to get over the breakup, because it's all terribly traumatic because she's bipolar, she went out and had a fry-up, but she was on the way to filming another Iceland advert with the ghastly Colleen Nolan. Oh, blimey, I tell you, she'd have been in makeup since about three in the morning. Anybody buying tickets for the Nolans on tour? Thank you, thought not. Uh, can't wait to read the first reviews of it. Can't wait to read the uh, the first reviews. Ant and Deck are going to bring back Saturday Night Takeaway. They're in contract talks with ITV, determined to make sure the show returns. Yes, I, I quite like that. I don't mind Saturday Night Takeaway. It's light. Entertain- Mind you, I wish they'd bring back Noel Edmonds' Crinkly Bottom. I mean, that was well worth it. Well worth it. Absolutely fantastic. We loved that to pieces. It was great. Never should have been axed at all. I think it was Peter Salmon who worked for the BBC, who just didn't like Noel and said, no, we don't want to. I thought it was a fantastic show. Fantastic show. Uh, the other day, Simon Cowell had his birthday party. He doesn't actually turn 50, 50, until October the 7th, I think it is. But uh, they were all there, everybody wearing white suits, even little Piers Morgan. He really doesn't get show business at all, Piers. I watched him on Britain's Got Talent to get, so America's Got Talent. And he just doesn't understand it. Sharon Osbourne nearly laid him out because he, he was trying to get rid of some group. And he sits there, and because he's got a mouth that droops, he always looks miserable. It's not his fault, it's just the way, just the way it is. And, and he doesn't understand about talent at all. He's probably wondering how he ever got to where he is at the moment. Stavros uh, Flatley uh, and his son were there as well, doing some entertainment. Plus uh, Mylene Klass, uh, Louis was there, and Danny Minogue, who sang, la, 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 la. <laughs> uh, Bruno and t- turns up with, uh, I think, Christine Breakley. I think it was her. Bruno Tony only. Hi, year. God knows what she spoke about. I mean, she was dreadful. But have you seen that one show? God, blimey, it's awful. That is so dreadful. And here's a picture of somebody we haven't seen for a while. It's Charlotte Church wheeling dog food to the car in a wheelbarrow. She's only 23. Gavin, remember, Gavin used to wear more makeup than her. He's 27. They're living the good life now. They're not married. Uh, they have a hideaway home near Cardiff. I've got the address if you want it, if anybody wants it. It's not, not really a hideaway home at all, because everybody knows where the, uh, where the thing is. Um, everybody talking about... You've probably heard all the flu adverts on, on LBC. I still hear people saying, I think I'll go to the doctor today, I think I might have flu. Don't go to the doctor. They don't want you there at the doctors. They really don't. Phone up and check with, uh, with NHS Direct, first of all, and then go online and just go and check before you go anywhere near the doctors, but you don't go there anyway. You phone up, and if they think that you've got the symptoms, then they can arrange for your flu buddy to go in and collect your prescription. It's as simple as that, Okay, But just don't go to your doctor. They don't want you. Talking of not wanting anybody, here she is, Jerry Halliwell. What does Jerry Halliwell do? 
Does she do anything now? Or is she... They just call her an ex-Spice Girl. Because it was very funny. They had... Who was it? Was it Zoe Ball on the television this morning? They were doing a programme, thinking of things that were dreadful. And she says... She said, I, when, when the Spice Girls split up, she said, I, I cried with laughter. She said, because they were never a role model to me or to anybody I know. All this girl power, she said, it was in, only in their own minds. She said, it's so funny, because when you think that at one time Victoria Beckham was more famous than her husband, now it's the other way round. He's more famous than her. And Jerry Halliwell, balmy as a brush. Then there was the one who wasn't the lesbian, but was the very good singer and sang all the time, and actually got out there and did it. And then there was Scary Spice, who does some tacky show in Las Vegas. But they were never girl power. They were, if you were probably about five. But the film that they made was absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. They all tried to have separate careers, didn't they? And, and it didn't... They've all had a little go at everything. But Jerry's with a, a new man now, and luckily she's been with him for, for four months. So that's really good. Well done, Jerry, on that. Well done. Uh, she's 36, he's 29. So it's always nice to see the older woman going out with somebody much younger, which is good. And I tell I'm still getting funny feelings. Still getting funny feelings about uh, Jamie Neal. Come on, how quickly you forget. Jamie Neal, come on. Jamie Neal. Jamie, all right, a couple of you got it. Jamie, come on, Jamie Neal. Lost in the outback. Remember? Goes lo- lost in the outback. Strangely, takes a pen and a piece of paper. Doesn't take his mobile phone or a blanket. Takes a little bottle of water and that's it. Going out to the outback. Uh, and then he gets found. Oh, praise be. That was lucky, wasn't it? Sells a story to the paper. Makes £50,000. I tell you, I've booked my flight to Australia already. I'm going to go and get lost. I'm going to go and get lost at Heathrow. Just wander around for days. I don't know where I am. Where am I? I don't know. I'm not taking my phone so nobody can contact me. So that's be good. Uh, so he gets 50000 quid. Now, strange enough, Jamie Neal's father... It's called Richard Cass. Have you noticed, both these people in the paper, you, everybody seems to have different names. So you've got Jamie Neal. Anyway, he gets 50000 and his father goes, I've been robbed. I want some of that cash. So they've fallen out. So his father sells a story to the other day, and uh, Jamie says, I don't want to get into a public slamming, slanging match with my father. I'm yet to receive the 60-minute money. It's due next week, but what I do with it is a matter for me. They're fighting over this. Do you get funny feelings with this story? I do. It's almost as if it was contrived, wasn't it? There was always stories about, oh, I don't know, how do you just wander off and get a lot? And now the father is sort of saying, I want half the money. I'm thinking, well, why? I mean, even if the story was true, and frankly, I couldn't give a forex either way whether he was lost in the bush or eaten by an alligator, but I'm just curious as to know why he would want the money. Would he not just be quite happy that he got his son back as opposed to, give me money, what a nasty piece of work his father must be. He believed that Jamie had died, promised some of the money to rescue teams who led the hunt. Well, to be honest with you, I think all that 50000 should go to the rescue teams. I'm sorry. I'm that sort of person. I think it all goes to the rescue teams. Not one penny piece to this ghastly family. Fighting over money. Fighting over it. Dreadful. Anyway, as I said at the beginning of the programme, to every listener in Scotland... Well done. You don't know how lucky you are this morning. The simple reason you didn't have to suffer with Shane Ritchie in whatever it takes. Which, for some reason, which I doubt I'll fathom if I live to be 112, Shane Ritchie, of all people, has been hired to play a poisonous snake of a publicity agent. And, in fact, Mike Ward, writing in the Daily Star today, says it was the biggest pile of garbage he'd ever seen on the television. A little bit like Minder, a little bit like any other thing that Shane Ritchie's been in. He just can't play anything but Shane Ritchie. It's rather a shame. Rather a shame. 
He said, and you can also ask uh, how total wipeout slipped through the net. I don't think in Scotland you got that either. You are really lucky in Scotland. Actually, I've noticed immigrants are jumping to the front of the queue if they'll move north of the border. In uncertain times, in difficult circumstances... Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Monday. It's going to rain. So the advice is, take an umbrella. Take... Have you noticed nobody wears Macs? Everybody takes an umbrella now. Nobody's got a Mac anywhere. You know why? Because years ago, you used to have these horrible little Packer Mac things that folded up to about the size of a rain hat. And ladies used to have little plastic things, which was basically a see-through plastic bag with handles on it, which you put over your head. And, and you just... It didn't make any difference because the water still dripped off the end of your nose. And now people have got umbrellas. We've got a, a plethora of umbrellas upstairs. It's like an umbrella store. They're all over the place. So if, it, if it rains, somebody goes... They're mainly mine, actually. And, it's, and I did buy a little stupid umbrella the other week. Because I walked out over the square and I walked between here and Piccadilly Circus. And, and between here and there, the heavens open. So I rushed, as fast as my little leg would carry me, into Boots the Chemist... And the cheapest umbrella, because I thought, you it's only raining now. It's going to stop raining. And, of course, you stand there and it doesn't stop raining. So you think, oh, I really don't want to buy an umbrella. The cheapest they had was £15 for a little tiny, tiddly umbrella. So I bought it. Of course, what happens? You go outside, cross the road, and then the rain stops. And you're stuck with a £15 umbrella. So, of course, I mean, I'm looking at this. The trouble is the umbrella's not quite big enough. So the shoulders get soaking wet, but at least your hair remains dry because we have an inability in this country to get wet. Oh, quick, run, run, we're going to get soaked. So you run into doorways, we're all standing. <sighs> Hi, and you talk to perfect strangers about being wet first thing in the morning. I mean, it's just bizarre. You stand there and go, oh, I didn't think it was going to rain. Next thing, you're practically going out with them. It's like bumping up against people in the tube. I don't like doing the tube. I can't do the tube at all. Um, I'm having a look at uh, all these... Um, I can't quite read this, actually, but uh, they say get up to £1,000 today, and uh, do you know what the typical AP... I can't believe this. It must be a spelling mistake. It must be a spelling mistake, because it's got here um, APR 2,356%. Now, I can't read it because my eyesight's not that good, so I might have to get Amanda to read this one, because I'm, I'm struggling with it. I mean, I'm hoping it says 23.56%, because it just seems an awful lot. This is get up to £1,000 today. So that, that's the... I mean, look at this... Who can read that oh, wow, silly writing? So what does it say? It does say typical 2,356% APR. <gasps> I mean, I hope that's a mistake. What else does it say? On, on, if, you're, if you borrow 1000 does it say how much you're paying back? Um... We're paying about £22,000 or something loan ridiculous. Loan amounts are based on consu- consumers' credit history oh and ability to repay loan. Not oh. everyone may qualify. Yes, in other words, if, if you have a bad credit rating, you won't, you won't get it. Oh, dear. It can't be 2,300 and... Could it really be 2,000? That's what it says. I know. I'm hoping there's a, there's a dot mm-hmm. missing on it. Yeah. So, as, as you know, the base rate is 0.5%. That's why. Whenever I go into a store... In this country, and it doesn't matter whether it's Boots or Dixon's or Curry's or whoever it is, and they always go, do you have a store card? And I always go, no, thank you. And they go, get 10% off today. And I go, in fact, I go to Marks and Spencer's, and I've, I've told you before, I've said, no, I prefer to pay cash. And they look at you like you've made the biggest mistake of your life. And I think, no, 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 I'm quite happy not to have a store card, because I remember once we did a, a feature on the APR and I think the APR at the time was something like 4.6%. But I think the Dixon's one was, I think, 29% APR. 
It's, it's just absolutely ludicrous. But this one here, get up to £1,000 today, and the typical APR is 2,356%. Now, I'm assuming that most mirror readers are working-class people. And they're, and they're probably going, how much is it? But of course people don't, don't see it as anything else. Do they? they just say, I can get £1,000 today. What they're saying is, that if your credit rating isn't there, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get the money. And if you only want £1,000, to be honest with you, the first port of call would be your bank. If your bank don't give you £1,000, you're in big trouble. And that's when people go to these loan companies and, unfortunately, you're at their mercy... And what they do is they, they, I I can always, I always have to say to people, unless you're absolutely desperate, don't go to any companies like this. Because unless you pay back your money exactly at the right time, they, you incur more debts. And we've seen before on the television, that's life, used to spend programmes, programmes years ago, and they still do them now, where... Somebody has borrowed £1,000 and the debt has spiralled to £28,000 because they've missed a payment, in which case then they have to pay on the... Well, it's just ridiculous. Before you know where you are, people lose their houses and sometimes these debts are linked into your mortgage. So the one thing you don't want is uh, is anything linked into into your property. You really don't. But they're all over the place. Another one here. I'm always dubious about anybody who works from home and they tell you how much you earn. I've never met anybody who works from home who earns the sort of money they tell you about. One here. Mailing letters at home. Possibly you can earn up to £500 a week. So you think, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, if you, if you mail out a million, I should imagine, you're never going to get it. At the moment, I keep seeing this advert on the television. I'm so tempted, but I'm not going to do it because I'm a bit mean, I'm afraid. And it's find out how much your car is worth. And all you do is you text over your car registration number and for £1.50 they will text back telling you what your car is worth. I suggest there must be sites probably on the internet which you could probably do it cheaper. Uh, and it's £1.50 a text. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to spend £1.50. I'm a bit mean. In fact, I'm more than a bit mean. I'm, there are certain things. I mean, even though I've got £1.50, probably. Dun, 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 dun. Doesn't even sound that exciting, does it? But uh, I just won't spend £1.50 to find out what the car's worth. As far as I'm concerned, it's, I'm not selling it, so it doesn't make any difference at all to me. And there was that bloke who won the lottery in the papers over the weekend. He won £1.3 million and he's now broke. And he was offering advice to everybody else winning the lottery. He said, don't make the mistakes that I made and lose all your money. I thought, because you're a fool, that's why. Camelot offer you all the advice you're ever going to need on how to manage your money. And he moved for, I mean, it shows what it was, Lincolnshire. He bought a six-bedroom, huge house, I mean huge, with paddocks and stables and a swimming pool, and he paid, for a six-bedroom, 470000 Now, in London, we laugh. 470000 that's just about a flat, isn't it, nowadays? In fact, you know, we had our £70 million house in Millionaire's Row in Kensington donkeys years ago, owned by, I think, uh, Lakmash Metal. £70 million he paid for it. Mind you, it does come, I and, mean, you know, you can't complain about the price. It does come with its own hairdressing salon. That'll be good news, won't it, for £70 million. I mean, for that, I'd expect High Street Kensington. 6.15 uh, is the time. With the news headlines, it's Matthew Schofield. Preparations for the 20... 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 18 minutes past six. Don't forget, uh, Infinite Ferrari this morning, and I think all this week it's Andrew Pearce, uh, Hugh Robertson... The Shadow Minister for Sport in the Olympics is going to be reviewing the papers. They're going to be uh, talking about the train fares. Why are they so expensive with the chair of the House of Commons Transport Committee, Louise Ellman, uh, plus Bob Crow, 
I guarantee something quite interesting. Uh, while Childline getting more calls from boys. Esther Ranson will be uh, taking your calls on that. She's the founder of Childline. Plus, of course, do you suffer from noise pollution at home? Do you remember, I don't know if you remember the story that was in the papers yesterday about the parents who live next door to a school and they've complained about the noise that the children make in the playground. And apparently some residents have said, we can't have our windows open. The noise is too awful. And you think, but it's a school. I mean, <laughs> schools make noise. I've never understood why. It's only for, I mean, how many playtimes do they get? They get one in the morning, one at lunchtime, and I think one in the afternoon, and that's it. And you know when it's going to occur, so go out and do some shopping. It's like people who live under the flight path. Going, oh, those planes are so noisy. And you go, you're living near Heathrow Airport. What did you expect? Ridiculous. Noreen says Derby Dales was a long day. Left here at 7am, home just before 10, weather not great. As usual, at every stop, someone kept us waiting. Oh, I hate people who keep me. Oh, it drives me mad. I am a people watcher. And the lady opposite me on the coach opened a bag of cheddars at 5pm, finished them at 6.45. It so intrigued me how she could last that long with them. My favourite's Pringles, she says. Can you eat one of them? You have to eat the tube. No, you can't just eat one Pringle. In the end, you, you start off with one Pringle, don't you? Get, oh, that's nice. And the next thing, you're picking up a handful of Pringles. Because you know why? If there's a mark on the first Pringle, it'll be there all the way through, because they're made on a machine. They're not, they're not what we call proper sliced potato. That's why they don't look like... They're sort of reconstituted thingies. But you can't just eat one. And how on earth you can make a bag of cheddars last from 5 o'clock until 6.45 is totally beyond me. I used to be addicted to cheese footballs. Loved cheese footballs. And people now do, oh, I couldn't eat cheese. Ugh, 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 ugh. And I say, no, I love them, really. And twiglets. But, but you couldn't make, make a bag of twiglets last that long. Because they're only little, these bags. I bought the other day, and I don't know why, a momentary lapse, I think, a bag of toffee popcorn. Have you ever eaten toffee butter kissed? Oh, my goodness me. It's more wonder my sugar is all over the place. But, I mean, oh, just absolutely delicious. But a bag of cheddars. And I tell you what you eat, what's even nicer, Noreen, is Pringles dipped in salad cream. <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. I mean, that is the kind of thing that you shouldn't have. And isn't it funny? Now, none of you would think of having that for breakfast. Oh, oh, right, OK. But I did know somebody years ago who for breakfast would eat a box of after-eight chocolates, a box of after- for breakfast. And I used to think, because oh, Michael, upstairs on the news desk, he eats chocolate in the morning. I mean, he's, he seems to get through a tonne of chocolate. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I think it's an addiction. He once ate eight whisper bars. Eight whisper bars... He comes... He must go... Th- I mean, I need to go and get this stuff for him at Costco because, frankly, it's going to be cheaper than buying it locally. I might actually say to him today, listen, I'm going to Costco. Do you want me to get you a box of whispers? Because it's got to be cheaper than buying them because they do wholesale. Perhaps I should take him down there and he can stock up for the year. Because I've never known anybody who comes in and lays all his chocolate out in front of him. And he's, he's actually quite slim, so I'm thinking he's got worms. Because I can't think of any other reason how you can... I mean, it's just not fair, is it? Most of you ladies listening will be going, I eat just a little piece of chocolate and the next thing I've gone up a dress size. You know, he is, he's actually quite, not as slim as me, but he's actually quite slim. But he eats all this chocolate. Perhaps it's people's metabolism. He doesn't cycle into it. He's got one of those little sort of things. Little bit sort of, oh, chitty you, pretty chitty. Uh, 22 minutes past six uh, in our How Low Today. Finishes at 6pm. It's um, a fantastic 42-inch Samsung plasma television. It's sleek and it's black and it's gorgeous. Uh, it's got digital built-in, HD-ready, and the picture quality, fantastic. Lowest Unique Bid will win 
Lowest bid in pence nobody else makes. Bids in by 6pm today. Text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, to treble eight two one. So LBC, your bid in pence, treble eight two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. I love the Brian Connolly in conversations. There's Max the other night. Which I'm quite thrilled they used him on the news. I'm not sure whether or not the sorry about the breasts was a little bit appropriate for for breakfast time in the morning as we were all choking on our poached eggs. And um, but he opens tonight in hairspray. So good luck to uh, to Brian. His mum will be down there. She'll be saying Steve Allen played your clip on the news this morning. I bet you she'll be saying that. <laughs> and she's got a mug as well. One of the very few Steve Allen bitches back mugs. When we arrived in this building, I brought over sixty, all gone. I think people must have taken them home or selling them on eBay or something. I don't know. They just uh, they just disappear, disappear. Uh, Steve, why don't people question the Royal Mail managers? The workers have already had a pay cut and a pay freeze, while the managers have had a pay increase. I don't know. I would have thought in in days of recession, surely everybody um, <clears throat> is is sort of supposed to be tightening their belts, aren't they? And saying, all right, I tell you what, I'm not going. It's like you know, if I went to my boss today and said, listen, either I get more money, or I'm walking, he'd give me a pair of shoes. It'd be as simple as that. You, you just you just learn how you've got to ride out, you know, these uh, these recessions. And this is a particularly bad one at the moment. Everybody's suffering. And it's it's not going to get any better, I'm afraid. I don't think so at the moment. Fancy making a bag of cheddars last that long. 5pm to 6.45. She must have had one. It's like... And then read a book, and then went back to the second one. I mean, I can't do that. I'll tell you what's really addictive. Have you ever had those cheesy puff things? What's it's? Oh, dear me. I mean, they shouldn't be allowed to be on sale. Far too addictive. And then you end up with yellow fingers and you look a bit like Victoria Beckham. Don't you? Except she's actually got it all over her body, so I'm assuming she's eating a lot of cheesy watsits. Uh, also on the front of the uh, papers today, this is a man. It's, it's, it's a bizarre story. His name's Colin Philpot. He faces the nightmare of an attempted murder charge after trying to fight off a gang of violent youths. He allegedly stabbed a teenager in the chest with a letter opener as he tried to stop five thugs kicking and punching his stepson on their lawn. <coughs> this is this is terribly middle class. Uh, Colin, being arrested, he said, was traumatic, but I was very well treated. The 17-year-old's wounds are not thought to be life-threatening. You have to read this story because it makes you wonder whether or not you can actually... I'm sure that LBC have done this over the years, many, many times. An, Englishman ho- an Englishman's home is not his castle. If somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night and you confront them and try and attack them to get them off your property, they'll take you to court. You've seen this before. It's, uh, it's not pleasant. It really must make people worry quite a lot. So his story, and even his wife, is absolutely appalled. However, photos on the stabbed teenager's MySpace page include one where he appears to be making a gun gesture next to a female pal, and the picture is labelled Gangstar. Because they all think they're a bit clever, these teenagers, don't they? There was, you know, because I'm like down with the kids and all the rest of it. For some reason, they all think they're living in New York. Crowthorn in Berkshire ain't New York. Uh, in a quiz posted on the social networking website, he answers, yep, when asked if he'd beaten somebody up. He lives in Sandhurst. This, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Oh, dear, I'm telling you, some of these areas which we thought were actually quite, uh, quite posh are obviously not. Boy George was told how he survived in prison with help from Elton John, offered me love and support from him and David. He sent me a lovely music player. Stephen Fry, Matt Lucas, Anthony Hegarty and Holly Johnson wrote to me. 
Perhaps they're all familiar with the tying up of the rent boy. It does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? You bring a rent boy round. I mean, just to be honest with you, I mean, that's what rent boys do. You bring them round and you tie them up and leave them. That's part of the deal, I thought. Anyway, he was jailed for 15 months. He's since been released, but he's still on licence. He's another one who's bringing another record out. Do you think it's past it? Do you think Boy George has passed it for things like that? I mean, are there fans out there? The answer is, I don't think so. I think it's probably a minority interest. I don't think you're ever going to revive... It's like Latoya Jackson. She's never going to appear back in the charts again. She's not... I watched her. She was doing an interview with Frank Skinner. I typed... When Frank Skinner had a show. God, that was years ago. And, uh, and I went onto YouTube and uh, typed in Latoya. And she's balmy as a brush. She is so balmy. And this was years ago. It's got all sorts of very strange people on there. Very strange people. <laughs> I do love... Uh, do you know, on YouTube, it, it's been the saving grace of many a, many a person. You go on there, and if you remember an old pop video from years ago, guaranteed it will be there. Really, really good. Uh, Arlene Phillips is heartbroken at being axed as a Strictly Come Dancing judge. She's 66. She's not spoken in public about being dumped from the hit show after six series. She will... She, I t- I'll tell you for why she will. It's because there'll be money on offer. At the moment, people maintain, ma- maintain a, a discreet silence. But I promise you, somebody like OK or whatever would say, listen, uh, 20,000, 20, 20,000, all right? Uh, 30, 30. How about 66? Or 6,600, or I don't know, whatever. And, and she will say, yes, this is how I feel. She can't do it at the moment because it's going to look a bit like sour grapes, even though inside she's probably thinking, but I am an expert. Kerry Katona is an expert as well in... And just, just eating too much. But she said, my ex-husband, soon to be Mark, is not going to get one penny piece. I bet you he sells his story. I promise you he will. London's biggest conversation. 7.3. Certainly is. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast with a smile on his face and some sports news hot in his hands. It's our sports editor, Phil Blacker. Absolutely. Good morning. John Terry says he's been fully convinced of Chelsea's ambition after finally committing his future to the club. The Blues captain released a statement last night saying he had no intention of going to Manchester City. It ends weeks of speculation. Terry insisting the only reason for the delay was the need to check the club was still heading in the right direction. I just wanted reassurances that, you know, key players around me, you know, people like Ashley and Didier who are in for contract talks at the moment, are going to be staying. And that, and that was key factors for me. You know, so I'm, I'm pleased that these kind of players and, and, and the ambition of the club is in the right direction of where I want to be. Terry sat out Chelsea's 2-0 win over Mexican side Club America overnight as they completed their three-match tour of the USA with a 100% record. After missing out on their top target, though, Manchester City are now thought to be switching their attentions to Arsenal's Colo Torre with a £15 million move possibly close. David Beckham has had yet another confrontation with a supporter during his return to Major League Soccer action with LA Galaxy. He had a touchline argument with a fan for the second week running. This one was wearing an England shirt and Beck says the abuse went too far. You know, I've had it all before. I've heard it all before. I haven't heard that for a long time. But, um, you know, for, for, for an Englishman to be saying that, no, maybe he's uh, not really from England. Lewis Hamilton's urged his McLaren team to push on after rediscovering the winning habit in yesterday's Hungarian Grand Prix. The victory was his first since October last year, although Hamilton admits the team are already looking more towards next season. The race weekend was, of course, overshadowed by the fractured skulls suffered by Ferrari's Felipe Massa in qualifying, who remains stable but critical in hospital, where he's expected to be woken from sedation today. The final day of the Tour de France was a good one for Great Britain. Mark Cavendish won his sixth stage of this year's race and became the first Briton to finish first. First on the Champs-Élysées. Meanwhile, Bradley Wiggins equaled the national record in finishing fourth overall. Spain's Alberto Contador won the Tour with his overall lead more than four minutes. And four race meetings today. They go at Yarmouth in Southall and then tonight at Utoxeter and Windsor.
Thank you very much indeed. Right, another tough week with the five-day Glorious Goodwood meeting starting on Tuesday. Mm. Both need winners. Uh, some of the top racing in the country. Five losers a bit more likely, says Alex. Probably. Although his strawberry daiquiri won. Mm. Tote returned three pounds. on, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. And he got one pound forty. Mm. But mind you, one pound forty better than I did. Better than nothing. I love just. I just love a horse being called Strawberry Daiquiri. <laughs> I just quite like the idea. I mean, do they talk to horses? I think the jockeys said, "Come on, Strawberry Daiquiri." Wasn't well, they've got a shortened version? <laughs> Nicknames. Yes, you had Iron Velvet. Yeah, and I was really annoyed because I nearly went for uh, Vale of York that won yeah, that race. But you didn't. Mm, no, so there's no good going, I, know. I nearly went for, because that's <laughs> not much use they, to I was only going to go for that because of the name, though, and I thought, I can't do that. And it had a well, I suggest it, you start going for well, names, then, if that's what's <laughs> moving you. Because uh, Iron Velvet came in out of 12. It came... I don't know, 11th? 10th. <laughs> no, you weren't far <laughs> off. So you lost £2. So your total loss, £35.74. And uh, Alex is £38.45. So today's donkey is riding in the 6.15 at Utoxeter, Rhinestone Ruby. <laughs> nice. It's obviously a very that, camp that horse, this one. Yeah. Rhinestone Ruby, I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's um, <laughs> it kind of is, but I don't know why. I know it is. I don't know why it is either. <laughs> just, we're, we've never heard of it before. Mm. Are there that many horses out there? I know I've asked you before. Do they change horses' names? They go, OK, it's not been very successful as Strawberry Daiquiri, for example. Let's now call it, you know, Windswept. No, I don't think they can do that. Can they not do no. that? There's that many racehorses out mm, there. They have to be registered. Oh, do they? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, OK. Just in case the secret is asking. Um, I'm going to Windsor tonight, 7.10. Chocolate cookie. Chocolate cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going well, on the nicely with strawberry daiquiri, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? I know. You can't believe these are horses we're talking about. Chocolate cookie. <laughs> Do you think, does it have a stable name? Do, are they like dogs? Where they go, we actually call him Rex, but his real name is Wincarnis of Stanton <laughs> the Third by Pomeranian or something. <laughs> do, they have, do they have different names up on there? Like, we, we used to, when I used to live in Yorkshire, next door to us, the woman used to look after the donkeys from the beach. Mm. And they came with little tags around their neck, like cider, you know, useless, stumpy, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> do one of these have st- different names above their stables? Mm, they might do. Do they know. talk to each other, horses? <laughs> I remember once we had, a, we had a horse whisperer on the television, <laughs> and uh, she would go up to it, and she'd pat its nose, and the horse would go, what a nice, kindly old lady, and then she'd go... Mm. And blow up its nose. <laughs> Just that you think, you nasty old woman. What are you doing blowing up my nose? Right, so rhinestone ruby and... Chocolate cookie. Chocolate cookie. Sounds good, uh, doesn't it? Sounds good, doesn't it? Mm. Useless racing, I'll tell you. We're absolute <laughs> rubbish. Even with glorious Goodwood. Yeah, that's um, going to be hard. It is, isn't it? Mm. We'll see how we do tomorrow. You feeling all right today? Good weekend? Better. Very good weekend. Better. Yeah. Was injured terribly the other week. Mm. Paul pulled a, a muscle. Still, still feeling he was reaching it for the pint. That muscle just went, <laughs> didn't it, completely? It was... No, that muscle's quite strong. That was very strong, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> no trouble reaching for the pints. But you're feeling a bit better, are you? Yes. You're still training? I haven't done since Thursday, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it looms this week. You're as bad as me doing the walk at lunchtime. I haven't done it for four days now. I haven't quite <laughs> I needed three days you to need get somebody, over it. I know. You need somebody else to do it with you. It's like when you go training in the gym... You can't do it by yourself, because if somebody says, OK, just do that, you're not going to do it. You need no, somebody to, to go walking with you or to run or trampoline. And to make you do it. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, you just go, I'll oh, just do half of it. Because I've been really lazy. But you're only cheating yourself if you do that. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Fool to myself. But I actually <laughs> so class, you know, walking around Costco or sort of Kingston as, sh- as sort of exercise. Mm. I think as long as I walk up an escalator while it's moving, I'm fine. Yeah, well, walking's good for you. Yeah, walking's mm. good, yeah. It's the running bit. I, I look silly running. <laughs> I tried running for a bus the other day. I think I just looked stupid. <laughs> Even I thought I looked stupid, so I'm sure I'll be doing it again. So there you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Phil will be back later with Andrew Pierce on Breakfast this morning.
Uh, they're going to be talking to Esther Ransom, John Stewart from the Noise Society. Hugh Robertson is in uh, reviewing the papers. Although, to be honest with you, it's a very poor selection in the papers. Nice to hear that David Beckham made the, uh, made the news again. Second time he's lost his uh, temper. He's obviously just, Somebody said, come on, butch yourself up. Because you know the Express did a feature on David a short while ago. And they'd, uh, they're trying to find out what to do with him after his football career finishes, because it, be, it must be practically coming to an end, I would have thought. And, uh, and they said, well, he, he could be an actor. So they took him out to various agents, and agents went, I don't think so. <laughs> Might have the looks, but the rest of it, it's just not going to, uh, not, not going to happen. Didn't happen either, I'm afraid, for, for Vic. Didn't happen for her, because they said, not really. She tried the, did she do Sex in the City? Somebody did Sex in the City. I can't remember who actually did it. I know a few people have done things like that. And, of course, Jordan didn't get that either. She was down to the last 70 and uh, didn't make it because they were looking for somebody much younger. 31, she's a little bit past it in televisual terms, apart from doing interviews. And you can imagine Jordan trying to stick to a script. I mean, that would be quite funny. Uh, Lisa says, I found an old video of the group Sailor on YouTube. They sang Glass of Champagne. Is that, I got the money, you got the rent? That one. Uh, Steve... Says, I'd be interested to find out when the backpacker's dad booked his flight ticket. I like you, don't believe it. Well, it's, they always say there's no smoke without fire, but now they're arguing. Dreadful. James says, I'm eating green beans for my breakfast. Gaz the trucker, what car website, free valuation accurate too. Barry says, I used an internet site to sell my car. They put a blind value of £400, sold it privately and got 1500 And Rob says, I believe it is. 2,556%. Look at any payday loan. They're £1,800 plus. It's £25 per £100 per month. Crikey. Uh, and Steve, just in case there was any doubt, I've got a Mac and it's very glamorous. Lynn says, totally agree about Shane Ritchie. Saw the advert for the new programme. That was enough suffering for me. And Andrew in Falkirk says, uh, be very grateful that uh, you don't get some of the programmes. We get Total Wipeout via BBC Scotland, but I don't find it as funny as Kerry Katona trying to get back on MTV. He says, uh, please be glad you don't get tacky STV local programming. <laughs> I've got no idea. And uh, another one here. Why is it that uh, we keep uh, all our taxes and we have to pay for this low life that feature in the, in the newspapers? I don't know. I think we should start billing the parents. I think my idea of the, the parents who have children who trash the neighbourhood and trash houses, I think you send the bill to the parents. If not, you drag them up into court and you start repossessing things. Right, you owe so much money, we'll take your car. Oh, we need that car. What for? Want me to go to the off-licence? Well, you've lost that. You can start getting the bus. Simple as that. John says, I see that Noel Edmonds recently married one of the make-up girls. You make it sound like there was <laughs> two or three of them he had to go for. Bring back Crinkly Bottom. In fact, bring back Multicoloured Swap Shop. I agree. I agree. And um, Phil says, you're awful to the Nolans. I saw Linda in Blood Brothers and she was great. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with Blood Brothers at all. I think the whole idea of bringing back the Nolans, I'm afraid, is just absolutely appalling. I mean, dreadful. I'm in the mood for, oh, get off. It'll be catawalling, I'm afraid. 84850, steve at uk. They're going to change Little Chef. You know that Heston uh, Blumenthal is looking after him. He's going to revamp 12 of them after he took over. And uh, sales doubled. He's still going to keep favourites like fish and chips and the Olympic breakfast, but introducing healthier ingredients for that, read muesli or something. Uh, and they're banning fried bread. Oh, I love fried bread. You can't beat fried bread. Shouldn't have it all the time because it is just bread soaked in fat. But uh, it's lovely. Put an egg on top of it. Ooh, fried bread and then bacon and tomato and beans. 
I think today there's a cooked breakfast coming up. I've just got this feeling. I've just got this feeling. And uh, you've been quangoed how the unelected agencies waste your money. And they tell you what a quango is, in case you don't know. These are quasi-autonomous, non-governmental organisations. They're supposed to operate at an arm's length from government. They don't have to seek parliamentary approval for what they do. And they spend a fortune. They disappear off to Cannes for party conferences. They, they take to the... Thi- they do all sorts of things. And basically, they're spending an awful lot of money, and they're responsible to nobody. Absolutely nobody. 84850, uk, And the best tribute to Harry Patch is teaching children why they must never forget the horrors of the Great War. All of that and more inside the mirror this morning. Quarter to seven. With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. 37% of construction. Steve Allen. My driver said this morning, looks like summer's finished. So that's it. We're now heading into what we call the monsoon season. If you're a tourist in London, hello. Hope you bought an umbrella. I don't know, the amount of umbrellas we get. Why can't they make umbrellas that last? I've lost track of the amount of umbrellas over the years that I've bought. But many of you saying that, Max, uh, you've still got... I think it's an older person thing, Max. don't think young people wear, uh, wear Max, which is rather a shame. David says, I wish you hadn't said cheese footballs. I've now got to go out and stock up. Can you still get them? Well, I bought them last Christmas in Iceland, strangely, because they did cheese squares, which are quite nice, and they did twiglets... And they did cheese footballs in those sort of drum things. And they did, I think, three for two pounds or something stupid. But they were delicious. I mean, they, I mean, really bad for you. Bad, 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 bad. Not very good for you at all. Mind you, if you're a dog owner, there's a story for you this morning. In fact, we have two. One is a story that dogs are not very healthy for postmen. Do you know, 22,000 times dogs have bitten postmen in the last four years. 22,000 times. Keith Davis had his arm almost torn off by two Rottweilers as he delivered Christmas cards. Another postie in Leeds suffered multiple injuries to his hands, chest and right leg after a cat attack. And one poor man in Chelmsford got bitten by a rabbit. I mean, that's madness, isn't it, really? And, um, strangely enough, dog owners are snapping up a new toy that makes their pooch start panting. It's apparently their own love doll. I'm not really sure I can tell you about this. It's called Doggy Love Doll, unveiled at the Pet Product Show in San Paolo in Brazil, and immediately set tails wagging. Like, hello. (laughs) Apparently, the makers have had orders from several countries. The boss, Marco Girotti, said, I had the idea to make this doll when my Maltese started to grab everybody's legs. Apparently, because, I mean, there's nothing worse, is there? You go around to somebody's house and you're sitting there and sort of having a nice conversation about the economy and why you can't get cheese footballs, and then the dog starts grabbing and you try and get... Go away. (laughs) Funny little thing, isn't it? (laughs) Get get off. And uh, the dog, you know, is hanging onto your leg for grim deading. (laughs) Very funny, isn't it? Get off. (laughs) You know, and then the cat starts on the other leg. And before you know where you are, you've got half a menagerie attached to your body. Get off. Get off. Funny little thing, isn't he? <laughs> and of course, the moment you try and drag it off, because by this time it's clamped its legs on. You think, oh my God, fathers. You just think, hope the leg doesn't get pregnant. I don't care about anything else. I just don't want a pregnant leg. Not at my time of life. So there you go. So uh, tests have showed that dogs use the, the doll, the doll, using the doll, barked less and were less anxious. We'll come round our family and see some of the dogs we've had over the years. Anxious isn't the word for it. <laughs> sex maniacs as far as I'm concerned I mean some are really quite worrying it was when the hamster started looking at me from between the, the bars of the cage I started getting a bit panic stricken thinking if it gets out and gets hold of my leg we're all in trouble uh, also in the papers today 
There's Joanna Lumley, Goddess Joanna. I think we have to stop this now. I mean, I think she's done a fantastic job, don't get me wrong. I just think that, you know, she's not a saint or anything else. It's just, we've just got to stop it because it is, it is getting a wee bit out of hand. Uh, the Beckhams have no plans to leave the States. Oh, God for that. Got a bit worried they might have turned up on our shores. But in fact, they did because they are, they are here for a lot of the time. They, they were out eating in London town, I think, even uh, last night or the night before. So all these people who say, oh, you know, the Beckhams never cut... They're, they're in and out very, very quickly. There's all, Actually, there's a lot of doggy stories this morning. How they get to translate into phone calls, I've got no idea. But apparently babies can understand the meaning of dogs' barks. You know that we told you the other week about this new Tomy uh, thing, which you put round the dog's neck... And then you carry the little monitor. And when the dog barks, the little monitor will tell you what the dog is saying. So, in other words, it understands dog. I mean, how? I've, I've really got no idea. I think it's just made up. I thought Dr. Doolittle was the one who talks to And people go, I know what my dog's saying. And you think, no, dogs, dogs just know one thing. You're feeding me. I've got to herd some sheep, which, of course, is not particularly big in Basildon, it has to be said. Uh, or failing that, you know, I'm just going to sit here. And then we go outside. I go to the toilet. And I have to sit and wait while they look around for a plastic bag. And then they're going to throw a stick. And then I'm going to go and pick it up and bring it back to them. And then blow me down. They throw it again. So they throw the stick again. And I'm going to wander over and pick up. Because I'm not going to run this time because I'm not stupid. And I'm going to bring the stick back. And then they throw it out again. And this is apparently some strange adult primeval joke. Where they pick up the stick and chuck it out. And I have to bring it back to them. It's just ridiculous. Quite ridiculous. So, but babies can understand what dogs are saying. I suppose they can, really. I suppose because it's a sim- plim- simple sort of thing. They either go, woo, woo, that means food. Woo, woo, walk. In fact, you've only got to say walkies to a dog. It knows exactly, doesn't it? We used to have a dog years ago, we had walkies, and the dog would go and pick up its lead from by the front door. Then we'd go, April Fool. <laughs> Just to see it sitting there with its legs crossed because it couldn't go outside. And our cat was trained to go to the toilet in the sink which is very useful if we hadn't done the washing up late at night and not moved the washing up bowl. Because otherwise, you know, it was all very peculiar. But, I mean, luckily it was all, it was all sorted out at the end. Unlike poor old Vicky's hair, hairstyle now, Victoria Beckham. Loads of makeup on. She was apparently in London the other night uh, with the fashion designer Mark Jacobs. And uh, they were talking about her clothing line. Is anybody buying it? I know that she was selling jeans, but, I mean, some of the clothing she's wearing is a bit naff. It's for old people. It's not... You know, young people, and I'm assuming at 35 she thinks she's still relatively young, um, but uh, she was out. Now, wait a minute, was she out? Obviously, she wasn't out with, with Dave. Dave was apparently, obviously, back in America, and she was over here. Because, really, nobody really knows what she does. They say she's a fashion designer. She's not really a fashion designer. <laughs> they just say that because they can't think of what label to put on her. She's an ex-Spice girl. Tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't want this dog on my leg. <laughs> Funny little thing. And, um... <laughs> She'd be like that, wouldn't she? And imagine Jerry Halliwell's a bit like that, anyway. Uh, more on this girl in the paper today, who's been given the ASBO at the age of 14. It's all rather pathetic, I'm afraid. And more older workers are losing their jobs because of the recession. And, apparently, they're suffering age discrimination. Well, I would have thought, actually, that uh, employers would be far better off employing somebody of mature years because they know how to deal with people. Young people couldn't care less. I told you I went to a shop the other day. It was a Robert Dice. It was in Richmond. And the bloke didn't look at me or say good morning or good afternoon or please or thank... No, you get nothing. 
nothing. I mean, I'm not expecting a full-blown conversation. I'm just expecting somebody to go, um, and as opposed to asking you for a bag, do you want a bag? You know, you've got eight items there. No, I'll tell you what, I'll stick them down my T-shirt, mate. Of course I want a bag. Don't be so stupid. Just put them in a bag, like they do in America, and they go, there you are, that'll be, you know, £16.50. And you go, there we go, there's 20 And they go, thank you very much indeed, have a nice day. Nothing. No conversation. In fact, really, they, they, they are the people who didn't do very well at school, and they think life owes them a living. So they've got a job, and they're determined that, you know, they're just going to make people as miserable as possible. Because it kind of ruins it, doesn't it? It's like when you go into certain restaurants, and you have to stand behind a piece of rope. And, th- and then they look at it, so you, there's two of you standing there, and they go, how many? And I always go, there's 37. But you just can't see the rest of them, they're on the coach. Because it annoys them, and I quite like annoying people like that. <laughs> but we had a very nice time the other day and Joe Allen, so thank you very much indeed for asking. And uh, John in Kent says, I agree with you. I wish Miss Lumley would jump off her bandwagon and fade away. Oh, no, I don't want to, uh, want to, to... I don't want her to fade away at all. I think she's lovely. I just think we're kind of taking it a bit too far now. You know, we've done the stuff. It's very nice. What's the purpose of going over there? I don't really understand, apart from this deif- deification. Uh, Steve, do you think the falling out of father and son is just another way of making money now the original Lost in the Desert story has run its course? Well, it does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? I mean, they, they were, they're both very media savvy. And that's, that's the only thing that I'm not, I'm not 150% happy with. I don't know why, I'm just, something about it. You look at stories in the papers and then you think, I don't know about this, I'm not sure about this story. And, and they've had the money, and, well, the son's getting the money, but uh, the father now said, you know, I should be getting, and I'm thinking, why? I hate it when families fall out, but especially when they do it so publicly. That's not so nice. Uh, Angela says, talking about uh, taking over body shop, they've got all sorts of uh, things in their... Do you know, I have never been a body shop shopper. I think I might have been some years ago, but not not for ages and ages, so I wouldn't actually know. But uh, Angela's not going there anymore. Who do I turn to, she says. Joe Malone for pure bath gel. Probably quite expensive compared to body shop. Probably quite expensive. I know there must be another another manufacturer that does something very, uh, very similar. We'll, we'll, we'll try and find out. Happy birthday to Simon Cowell for October and for all the people who turned up, including um, everybody. Everybody works on the show. They're all there and they were all turning up. The trouble is, what do you buy the man who has everything? The answer is probably penicillin, I should imagine. But uh, it's very difficult, isn't it, to think nowadays. You know, it's, it's very difficult. People say to me when it comes around to my birthday, they say, you know, what would you like for your birthday? I say, I've got no idea. Because I'm at that age where I've got most things. You know, I'm not sure whether I will do the John Lewis pants to get rid of cellulite. So I'll see how it works with uh, Andrew Pearce, because he's with you after the news this morning. And uh, I shall be back with you tomorrow morning. If you go to lbc.co.uk, you can learn all about podcasting. It will change your life. Join the happy band of people who regularly podcast LBC programmes. And you can also have a look at pictures of us. So when you're listening to the programme, you can prop a picture up of me. It'll either put you off your food completely or it might make you listen a little bit more to other programmes. So, have a very nice day. Andrew's with you after the news, which is next on LBC. Uh, <laughs>